Communications Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, December 5th. So happy holidays, season's greetings, all that good stuff. Um, festive time, of course. Uh, downtown uh, has all the lights up and the trees lit. So it's a, it's a good time to come downtown, check all that out. And the library is getting in the holiday season, of course, with our popular Polar Express event. Um, we And that's what this episode is about. Uh, we had the first run of it for this year um, on Saturday and Sunday, December 1st and 2nd. Uh, the second weekend is coming up, Saturday, December 8th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And Sunday, December 9th from 2 to 4.20 p.m. And this is an event Sklo has been doing for a number of years. And... A married couple who has been with us the whole time is Sarah and Stephen Erb. They've been reading Polar Express uh, to children and families since Sklose has started the event. And uh, that I have a conversation with them for this episode. Uh, they Their whole career has been ba- basically based around um, literacy and children and libraries and stuff. So it's, it was great to talk to them about a number of things. Uh, Sarah was the one of the original Head Start teachers in 1965 in Pittsburgh. And then she also taught young children for nearly 50 years in Delaware, Penn State, Clarion, Shippensburg, and State College uh, before her retirement. Stephen is the uh, Director Emeritus of the Pennsylvania Center for the Book. And uh, he's also the past president of the Association for Library Service to Children. And actually, this past summer in June... Uh, he received the Distinguished Service Award from the Association for Library Service to Children. So these are, you know, they have a, a lauded uh, career here. Uh, they also have co-authored uh, two children's literature textbooks, um, using children's books in preschool settings and connecting fathers, children, and reading, as well as a poetry book series for children. So they they uh again their whole lives and career have been based around uh, reading and children and library so um and and since polar express has been at sclo they have been here uh reading the story and they and they great they have the whistle and all that so hopefully when you do see polar express hopefully you get to see them but we have great readers all the time but we thought that it, they'd be good to talk to them and get a flavor of Polar Express. So hopefully this gets you in the holiday spirit, and uh, you can join my conversation with uh, Stephen and, and Sarah Erb and as we talk about Polar Express. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a great uh, time of year, the holidays and stuff. And I guess that's what I wanted to first maybe talk about holiday traditions, um, either when you were growing up or, or you've had with your kids, or now. What are some traditions you remember? Or both? Or <laughs> what? Uh, what are some ones that stand out first? to you? Sure, I would say that for our family together and me as a child, books were always an important part of our holiday tradition. I always got. 
oh, a Christmas book or a color book as a child. And um, together, every year, we give our children a Christmas book, and we have hundreds of them now, even after giving some away. Um, but we look at those books, and we have the date. We know, you know, the year. We remember reading them to them. Uh, that was something the kids did all during December. We read books together, Christmas books one of the things Sarah did that I really like that she did, and we do it still, and that is um, in early January we put them away, mm-hmm. and we don't get them out again until after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's only a little bit like seeing old friends, but also uh, they never get stale because they're you know they're they're new. You know, in in twelve years we've only seen them. You know. I was going to do some weird <laughs> act. <laughs> Never mind. Retract that. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're special yeah. on two levels. Yeah. Is they're fresh in a way, mm-hmm. and they're also a reminder of Christmas's past. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you wait till after Thanksgiving, or are you? Because you, you know you we see do. the story. We okay, do. well, that's good. <laughs> we bought the Polar Express, but yeah. we keep that in a separate bag because it has some toys and mm-hmm. um, things, and for the occasion of this uh, conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, by the way, I was going to say one of the things I uh, I loved about my childhood was that I um, when I went to bed on Christmas Eve. Our house looked like it did every other winter night. And when I came down on Christmas morning, the tree was up. There were presents under it. There was food cooking. There was food out. There was a train going around the tree. It was like a miracle every year, especially when I was little. I was—I don't know if that was a Lutheran tradition or German-American tradition. Um, I know there are some people who do it, but I think it's extraordinary. I'm amazed my parents lived through Christmas. Yeah, Santa <laughs> brought Christmas. Santa to brought you, right? Christmas. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> amazing, yeah, you know, because people like to put up the tree um, yeah. either right after Thanksgiving right. or even earlier in some right. cases and right. stuff. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, what are some of the um, stories you remember that you, you you did the readings? I mean, I know Polar Express, which we'll get to, but were there other? Um, uh, books or stories that you recall reading that stood out to you? Well, I, I was a preschool teacher mm. most of my career. Mm. Even when I taught at a university, I taught preschool mm. in the morning. So I have wonderful memories of classes of children who mm-hmm. fell in love with books. Um, I always, uh, among the books I've read to children, I think the ones where um, somebody ends up doing good, mm-hmm. helping someone in need. Those books really stand out to children. Um, and many of my children, uh, preschoolers these are, have drawn pictures of books that, you know, have won their hearts. And so I have those slipped in our books at home, too. So I see, oh, this is the train that Dana made and, you know, mm-hmm. so on. But I think Christmas books touch children's hearts in the way that a lot of other books don't. Mm -hmm. Um, They have lessons about goodness and about caring and peace, you know. So to share those with children and see them listening so still and their hearts warming is a wonderful thing. I I also agree. Those that have kind of Christmas magic in them without hitting you on the head with it, are great, and then I like the ones that have a little naughtiness in them. <laughs> okay, like the Swedish, the Swedish ones that Astrid Lindgren's uh, Christmas in no- Noisy Village, and, uh, <laughs> the Runaway Sleigh. Um, 
about, oh my gosh, a little girl who hitches a ride in the back of a sleigh and she hears the sleigh rider getting drunk and <laughs> swearing, <laughs> things like that. I love, meanwhile, her family thinks yeah. she's gone missing. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, The Cat on the Dove Raffel about a pack of trolls who visit a house at Christmas and, uh, um, and how the owner kind of fools him, actually a friend of the owner fools him. Mm-hmm. into thinking the cats there are all polar bears or the polar bears are cats, I guess I would say. It's very, very fun. We have a lot of uh, favorites. We have some strange ones, too. <laughs> Sarah has bought over the years at museums and things that were very special, like I'm uh, thinking of Bangwall Putt. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe mm-hmm. that one. It's just like dolls come to life. Mm-hmm. A lot of animals yeah. and dolls come to life, I guess, which is maybe what we're still hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> On our 41st Christmas together. <laughs> um, um, both your your careers have involved working with children and children's services. I mean, can, can you talk about how did that start or, how, you know, what drew you to, to that line of work? Yeah. I'll tell I'll about Sarah. Okay, okay. <laughs> when Sarah, Sarah was a Head Start teacher in the first year of Head Start uh, in 1965, and the person who came around with a basket of stories up uh, where she worked in Pittsburgh uh, was Margaret Hodges, who was uh, a very famous Pittsburgh librarian who went on to uh, write one of the books that won the Caldecott Medal, which is what Chris Van Allsburg did for the Polar Express. Uh, it was called St. George and the Dragon, but she was the person who kind of inspired Sarah uh, with children's books. I'm sure she liked them before, but but to learn those storytelling techniques and how kids would react to books. And then um, one of the things that Sarah did when um, our older daughter Annie was little before I even met her, figure that one out, (laughs) was that she uh, liked the way um, Annie rolled her L's when she talked, and so she named her dog Caldecott with a famous medal on the books for the Best Illustrated Book of the Year. And so when I met Sarah, I found out that she had had a dog named Caldecott, and I thought, that's so cool. And I ended up being on the Caldecott committee um, a couple years later, and then again a couple years ago. Um, So I don't know. There's a full circle aspect to that, to having a dog named Caldecott to help (laughs) depict the Caldecott book. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's uh, uh, I I got involved, I think, through Sarah, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love children's books. Um, as a kid, I was a big reader, but but then I um, I ended up realizing that you could work with them as an adult mm-hmm. too, and that was enlightening. It's and a fun. wonderful thing to yeah. be able to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you still um, do you notice? Or do, I don't know if you still look at children's books today. Do you notice uh, changes in what children's books might be? Some of the themes that they touch on today, maybe compared to when mm-hmm. you were. Um, um, I, I'd yeah. say um, I should let you answer. Well, um, I think they they are changing in that we don't have quite the variety that we used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we don't have as many bookstores as mm-hmm. we used to have. Um, we have memories with our children of wonderful bookstores we would visit every year, one in D.C., one in Pittsburgh, Back in the day, big department stores had wonderful bookstores inside them. So that's restricted, very restricted. But the joy of libraries is the wide range of books they have. You find many more, a uh, um, greater variety of books at a library than you ever do in bookstores nowadays. 
I also see, I guess, um, I mean, I know children learn things from books, but I'm not a believer in books that have lessons. I think you read children good stories, and they relate them to themselves. They take from a story what they want to. You know, you don't hammer away anything at them in good books. Mm. But I do think because of the world today, more people are writing books to teach children lessons. And I think it's okay to have those, but to me that's not children's literature. That's helpful literature. Mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, I, at the risk of sounding like an old man, which I guess I am, but uh, I think that 40 years ago, uh, almost 50 years ago, when I got involved with children's books as an adult, that um, it was easier just to pick one up at random and realize that it was a good book. I think publishers and book reviewers, librarians, um, collaborated to ensure that the best of things got published. I think over the decades and up to now that there are still good books like that, but I think they're in a minority and there are a lot of books that are being made to sell um, or to be connected to a toy that will sell or part of a series. I love serial fiction and serial picture books, but I'm always a little bit disappointed when I see a great book and I realize it's the fourth one mm. that has come out with the same theme. You know, it's like a... There are um, sheep on a ship or whatever that was like 10, 15 years ago is great, and now there are like nine of them. And, and, and that's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's just that I wish that there would be another great idea that would introduce new characters or new stories. So I think it's a little harder to find. And I think because of the, that what Sarah said earlier about bookstores disappearing, that um, it's really... Uh, it makes the work harder for parents, I think. That's why a good children's department like Sklo has um, is just an amazing gift to a community. Mm -hmm. It really is. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the gifts is uh, we have the Polar Express right. every year, which you've been a part of. Right. Um, yeah. I guess, first of all, with, that, with the book specifically, mm -hmm. what... Um, what do you love about the book? What, what do you, um, when you read it to children, what you know? What do you enjoy about that interaction? Um, I what I love about it is reading it to children and families. Mm -hmm. I think reading it myself, I think the pictures are beautiful and it's a, a great story about believing in Christmas. But it's nothing like being here at Sklo, reading it to children who know all the words to it. <laughs> and are willing to join in, and little uh, toddlers <laughs> walking around trying to take the book. And <laughs> but, you know, so often, I mean, Steve was a children's librarian, so he knows this more often than me, but I, I used to um, tell stories at Shippensburg Public Library with my college students. And so often when families come for story time, the mothers go to the back and they might talk or check out books, and I totally understand that. They're busy. But at Polar Express, the parents are right there, and grandparents and relatives. It's like a family event that is so wonderful. Um, every time I leave after doing that, I think, oh my gosh, Sklo is a wonderful place, and State College, too, mm -hmm. you know, going yeah. to Santa's workshop. Mm -hmm. but. It's also a great um, 
uh, multi-ethnic event. I mean, all the all the types and kinds of people in this town are there, and it's it's really great. It really shows what a library can do uh, for a community. I agree that the best part of the Polar Express is the where we're doing it and why. Uh, the illustrations are great. That's why it won the Caldecott for the best illustrated book of 1985. Uh, the story is a little tricky, actually, to read. It's not um, real friendly as a read-aloud um, hmm. Van Allsburg was a powerful force in the world of children's book in, in the 80s, books in the 80s, and he, um, I think, was reluctant to have it edited. And, uh, and so it might have, the edges might have been smoothed a little bit. But hmm. So in some ways it takes uh, some input from the reader to, hmm. to make sure that you're not being a slave to the exact words without getting those kids who really don't know the exact words to point at you and say, <laughs> you're, you're not reading. <laughs> so it's, uh, but I, listening to Sarah read this is a real treat. Uh, she's really one of the best people I've ever met at this. I don't hold a candle to her. You know, I did it for a living. And so um, I, she gets to do the second part because it's more exciting. <laughs> I'll trade with you. No, thank you. <laughs> I think adults like this book, though, because mm. it it's about believing in Christmas and the magic yeah. of it. So it does have a pretty clear message, but it's one adults like to hear with their children right. every mm. year. What do you, um, you brought some of the whistles and the, the bell bells. And stuff. Bells, bells, and whistles. bells and whistles. You brought right. the bells and whistles. <laughs> what, um, you, you mentioned it, it's a little tricky. So how do you, I guess, do you feel like it, 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 you have to do a little bit more for, the, for when you're for reading? That, it, for it, the audience, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that's true with a lot of books. Yeah. So I don't mean uh-huh. a single him. Right, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but what Sarah especially does is she does some things where she asks the kids to look for something that's coming, you know. Mm the page with the wolf oh, she oh. talks about it ahead of time and you do that with a lot all of books all retired teachers do that yes <laughs> but uh there and, are a bunch of them who come to and do. uh sarah inserts things mm-hmm. uh um for example there's one place in the book where there's an opportunity to name the reindeer that aren't in the book mm-hmm. but they're they are in the book but they're not named and they're mm-hmm. not the reindeer we sing about <sighs> but sarah has the kids recognize that and there's always one sharp little cookie there who knows them all it's kind of fun oh, yeah. and then someone adds at the mm-hmm. end yeah he was yeah. willing to take the lead though. yeah so audience participation yeah. against yeah. the kids especially because there are so many people there yeah and it's little people up walking around yeah it's very fun so you yeah. have to really and very them. few unhappy people too. Oh, yeah. it's, right. a, it's amazing how uh I don't know, an event like that over any other theme or topic I could see going horribly awry. Mm, <laughs> but, yeah. but they are really happy. It's a rare child who's unhappy. Yeah. And usually they just need to get loose yeah. you know, and stand up and walk around. Yeah. So. Do you want to hear our bell? Sure, yes. Because yeah. yes, there's a place, of course, where this rings and can only be heard by people who still believe. Yeah. Nice. Well, I heard that. Hopefully everyone heard that. Then you still believe. <laughs> and the train whistle. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. That's so we've, a couple of things that we had yeah. during the reading. Yeah. That's <clears throat> wonderful. Are there specific moments uh, from reading that you remember? Any, uh, you know, reactions or just uh, little things that you remember from the years you've done it? Well, um, I think kids love... Uh, 
the North Pole, the pictures of the North Pole mm-hmm. when, you know, everything is dark and you're in the woods. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of thing kids are always wondering about, kids mm-hmm. who believe in Santa Claus, like mm-hmm. that. Ooh, it looks so scary. Mm-hmm. And then they arrive and there are all those lights mm-hmm. and I've always liked the that. Elves. The first gift of Christmas, we use that for other holidays. The first chocolate of Halloween. <laughs> the first turkey of Thanksgiving. So, thanks, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do say that a lot. Don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> More than you wish. Maybe. Uh, uh, no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad you guys are continuing it. I mean, it yeah. was. Uh, I don't even know how long it's been, but it's been since the last century, I'm pretty sure. Well, if you figure kids who've grown up in State College and lived here, this event is part of their tradition. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things libraries try to do is get, like, you know, State College reads or Mm -hmm. Center County reads, Penn State reads. There's something about us all knowing the same story, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, that we can talk about it brings us all together and the fact that this has been going on so long um you know you see families with kids of all ages and you know older kids are sitting uh with their younger siblings on their laps Mm. and it's part of you know you've started this with christmas traditions Mm -hmm. i'm sure for many children growing up in this area this is part of christmas tradition Mm -hmm. How do you, why do you think this book in particular resonates or continues to resonate? I mean, there's you, there's so many Christmas books you've read, I mean, but yeah. this one seems, is it the, the train? I don't know. Is that seems to be part of it, but I mean, is there anything about this book in particular that seems to be special for? <laughs> I think there are lots of little things that add up to the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one is, I think, the idea that the train might pick you up at your house mm. <laughs> to the North Pole is, I don't know, that I, it's a nice imaginative yeah. thing. Um, the idea that Santa is real at an age where you're still thinking that's true, mm. and uh, it is, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and that you, uh, you don't get rewarded for thinking that. As a matter of fact, you get singled out for thinking that because mm-hmm. you can still hear the bell even mm-hmm. as you get older. Um, the, he's as an illustrator, he's a brilliant person. I mean, so it's really fun to look at. It's fun to have kids and adults look at. I think, uh, you know, the big reveal where he kind of loses his bell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, there's. It's always nice to have a touch of sadness in a book. Mm-hmm. I have a Chris Van Allsburg quote that mm-hmm. I brought yeah. that I I think uh, mm-hmm. captures um, somewhat the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's what he said. The idea of the extraordinary happening in the context of the ordinary is what's fascinating to me. Hmm. So all these ordinary things, you know, a a train ride and, uh, um, I don't know, going off in your pajamas and robe and then have something miraculous happen Hmm. on more than one level. Hmm. Did you, um, have you seen the, the movie, I'm guessing? Do, do you feel that's a, how do you feel that compares to the, um, the it's, book? It's, uh, I think almost always books are better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, although it's, you know, how, what can you do with a movie of Tom Hanks and it can't go too far? No, that's <laughs> true. I don't think he's made too many bombs. No, so. he's doing a Mr. Rogers <laughs> one coming I'm looking up. looking forward but, to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 we've been watching a lot of uh, the Mr. Rogers yeah. uh, DVDs. Uh, so, yeah. 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 So. We saw the uh, documentary. Yeah. Um, would you be my neighbor? I guess it is. Yeah. But a man, amazing guy. Yeah. 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 
another? I think the bell and believe is so much like um, Peter Pan, mm. the bell and yep. the believe. Yeah. That's Tinkerbell. something yeah. that has that always captured children mm-hmm. and grown-ups mm-hmm. again. The idea yeah. of chanting almost something, too, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know when uh, Peter turns and exhorts the, the readers to believe in Tinkerbell to keep her alive. You know, it's a mm-hmm. very similar theme captured here. Mm-hmm. And, and even when it's used in a different way, um, like the lion, the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. when he said, I do believe in spooks, right. I do believe in spooks. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, there's the, the chanting to keep the spooks away, yeah, or yeah. keep the belief alive. Uh, there's something about that that's terrific. You know, when there's an age where that's as special as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a special time of year here. Um, uh, one thing I'd like to ask our guests, um, if I mean, we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. books, but are there was there a book or books either growing up or more recently that impacted your lives or made an impact on you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Steve has a, a big story. Which is why you should talk first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I grew up in uh, northwestern Pennsylvania. Hmm. I never was in a library until I went to high school. Um, there were no bookstores in my town, mm-hmm. but my mother was like a big reader. Um, but so I, I think I said earlier I got a book at Christmas time. Those books were very special to me. Um, I guess the, I'll say one that impacted my life as a teacher. Um, one year, a great aunt gave me a book that had a collection of books in it: Black Beauty, Heidi. Hans Brinker. Anyway, when I first got that, I could hardly read many of the words, but I wanted to read a big book, so I read it. Then the next year I read it, I understood a little more. (laughs) The next year I understood a little more. I think probably she gave it to me four years ahead of my reading. Well, just last year. She she finally understood every word in it. There you go. Is that what happens? There you go. (laughs) But anyway, you know, as a teacher... That really sensitized me, to. I mean, there's so many people. I've heard people say, oh, don't read that, honey. That's not at your level. You know, again, yeah. just but in terms of how children come to books, um, let them check out and take the books they want. They'll find something in it they like. Mm-hmm. Um, one year when I was teaching at Shippensburg, I, I – took a book to my class for the kids just to look at the pictures. It was about the Titanic, and the movie had been out. But my kids were four, but I knew they knew about it. But um, I had college students who came once a week, and I had a little boy who wanted to have that book read to him and a college boy who found it fascinating. Mm. The two of them read that for most of a semester. The little boy, when that college boy would go, the little boy would put a bookmark in it and hide it so (laughs) no one else in the room could look at it until, you know, Jason came back (laughs) and then he would read it again. But, you know, there are different ways of Mm. of reading. and So for me, that was a a book that taught me something, I'd say. Oddly enough, I also was, uh, I had never been to a library in my life until I went to seventh grade. Um, my school didn't have one. Uh, I was too far from the public library, um, and uh, the bookmobile hadn't come my way. So, so the classroom library where the teacher brought books was they were very important to me. And the the one I read in third grade called Half Magic by Edward Eager was my favorite. I just loved it. It's about four kids who uh, 
going adventure um, that involves a, finding a talisman that delivers its magic by halves. Mm. That's where the title comes from. Mm. But um, it's just a great, great imaginative book. It's almost mm. like magic realism, like uh, Marquez and uh, for adults, you know. But uh, I just loved it. And it turned out later I learned a lot about this guy. Uh, he was one of the many people influenced by E. Nesbitt, E. Nesbitt, whose work he mentions in the book. And so I read her, and she uh, influenced C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and, and Edward Eager. And, uh, and so I expanded my horizons thanks to this book. And then later, many, many, many years later, I met the editor of mm-hmm. this book, and that was a real moving experience too. Yeah. Margaret McElderry, oh, the wow. famous Margaret McElderry. So uh, when I, my third-grade teacher jumped up to sixth grade, I um, realized that a lot of the books she had used in third grade were no longer appropriate. She gave me that. So I have the actual copy of the book that I read when I was uh, nine. It still smells like an elementary school. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it smells like a school lunch. Oh. <laughs> well, those are wonderful stories. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Dave. Well, Steve and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We are looking forward, obviously, with the Polar Express, and um, and it's you, you two have become such a special part of the tradition here. So, thank oh, you thank again you. for thank for you. being part of it. I feel like I should do our commercial December first, eleven a.m. <laughs> they're going to do it after. But there will be there. other readers and other people. <laughs> that's right. That's true. But we wanted to bring yeah, you. You can access that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, David. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank David. You. <laughs> So even if you didn't get to hear Stephen and Sarah this past weekend, um, you try next year, but uh, also uh, Polar Express is happening uh, this weekend if you didn't get to do it this uh, past weekend, uh, December 8th and 9th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 8th and 2 to 4.20 p.m. on Sunday the 9th. And we have great readers in all the time slots, so please come check that out. And even if you didn't get a reservation, don't have a reservation, come. Uh, We take walk-ups, so... You'll get in, get to hear uh, the, the story read, get on the trolley, go to Santa's workshop, all that great stuff. So, again, it's 11 to three, eleven a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday, December 8th, and 2 to 4.20 p.m. on Sunday, December 9th. It's just been a great holiday tradition here at SCLO. Uh, some other things. Um, one thing to keep in mind, on Friday, December 14th, the library will be closing early. It'll be closing at 1 p.m. for a staff event. So just to keep that in mind. And then if you have been at the library, you know uh, there are signs up about our hours during when, uh, during when Christmas and New Year are coming up. I'll be announcing those uh, later, but there are days when the library is closed around Christmas and, um, and New Year's and all that. So just uh, if you do visit the library anytime soon, you um, be on the lookout for those signs so you can make proper arrangements in terms of getting materials and all that. Uh, another exciting announcement, uh, in case you haven't seen, um, we announced the 2019 selection for Center County Reads, and it's uh, by Penn State alum Katie Fallon. It's a non, uh, non-fiction book. It's The Vulture, the, um, the Private Life of an Unloved Bird. Again, it's by Penn State alum Katie Fallon, and she will be visiting uh, the area on Thursday, April 4th, but there are tons of events happening before then, as well as book discussions and all that. 
Uh, the book is about the turkey vulture. Um, Katie writes about the turkey vulture, uh, that while it's an underappreciated species, it plays an extremely important, important role in our ecosystem. Um, so in the, the kickoff event for Center County Reads next year, uh, it's uh, actually at the uh, movies at the library. It's a film screening of the documentary Winged Migration. And it's actually on two nights. It's Tuesday, January 29th here at SCLO, and then Friday, February 1st at Center County Library in Belfont. So uh, you can be on the lookout, go to centercountyreads.org, and that has all the events happening. There's going to be an event at Shavers Creek during that time. Uh, there's a writing contest again. There's a roundtable discussion, all that, and leading up to Katie's visit on April 4th. So again, and also pick up a copy of the book and so you can join in the fun of this year of the Center County Reads 2019 selection of The Vulture uh, by Katie Fallon. Um, Some other events happening uh, from Sunday, December 9th to Thursday, December 13th upstairs in the library is going to be our finals lounge. So if you're a Penn State student looking for a place to study, uh, you know, come to SCLO. We, we have the finals lounge set up uh, during our hours, and it'll get hopefully uh, help you ace those finals and uh, as you get ready to end the, the fall semester. Um, depending on when you listen are listening to this, on Thursday, December 6th, uh, Pennsylvania Career Link is going to have a workshop uh, snagging a job at Penn State. If you've ever ever had an interest in working for the university, but have had difficulty navigating their application process, all that, uh, come to that. You know, you want to come to that workshop that Pennsylvania Career Link is having. It's from twelve thirty to two thirty p.m. on Thursday, December sixth. And our winter calendars are at the printers. Uh, hopefully, it'll be coming any time now, so you can check out. We have some great stuff coming up. Uh, the beginning of 2019, and we'll be announcing those. Um, we have a first some first night events coming up on December 31st. I'll be talking about those later as well. Uh, but you can check out everything on our website, sclolibrary.org, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, again, we have the calendar of events. And, um, and yeah, so that's about it for now. So um, hopefully you enjoyed uh, hearing about Polar Express. And until next week, we hope to see you at Sklo Library. <laughs>